we fail to develop the deep-seated capacity of our leaders and people, nothing else will work out. Whether you are a business leader, a leader in education or healthcare or government, an emerging leader, a leader in your family or community or your church, you already know that your ability to lead and show up well is not only necessary for your own well-being, but necessary for the well-being of every person for whom you are responsible. And without great leaders, our teams flounder and our best people leave. Without great leaders, families struggle and sometimes disintegrate. Without great leaders, our communities divide. And without great leaders, we are less motivated to perform, to stay, to engage, and to improve. And what would you say if someone told us, what would we say if someone told us that they have a, the secret to developing great leaders and the, and the people on our teams and in our communities, but that it was going to violate, they have a secret, but it's going to violate some of your deepest assumptions. What would we say if they told us that our organization could be full of great leaders, but it was going to cost us something? What if they told us that each of us could live in service to others in the greatest need in our world and that the deepest service to others was going to take courage? I don't know. I have that secret, y'all. I just, and I, and I, to be honest, I'm tired of holding it. I want you to know that you can develop the leaders around you and you can develop yourself into a great leader, a whole and intentional leader, but it will take a courageous investment in not only ourselves, but others around us. And service to others takes guts. Anyone who says it doesn't, I don't think they've tried yet. And service to others isn't just giving our time and our community and our money. But thinking deeply about what it means to serve others we spend the most time with, those we work with every day and those with whom we live and do life. And this is something that I just felt on my heart as I was preparing for this week is the root of change, the root of change, this is a wild concept, is at the individual and team level. And those roots can either flourish and grow or they can be choked and diminished. And what in the world does service to others have to do with that? The root of change is at the individual and team level, and we have to nurture those roots. So here we go. I'm Dr. Rob McKinnon. Welcome to the Wild Conversation, where we make the best thinking in psychology, leadership, and organizational science accessible to leaders who are willing to learn and edit for their sake and for the sake of others. And we're continuing this series on living your intentional life. And our conversation this week is on courageously serving others. Um, and when I, when my son was 16 years old, I took him skiing and while we were driving up the mountains in my truck, he was using one of the tools in the wild toolkit known as the wild profile. It is such an insightful tool it is full of information about his character, his personality, his developmental readiness. And every question in the tool is an invitation for him to learn and grow and to see the possibilities that will open up if he does. And one of the assessment moments is in, in the tools is what is called the developmental readiness index. And one specific question it asked him was this. And he was, he was saying this out loud, even though I'm pretending I'm just listening to something else. And the question he said was, said was this, to what extent are you serving others around you who are in need of something that you are in a position to provide? To what extent are you serving others around you who are in need of something that you are in a position to provide? And keep in mind that this is a leader development assessment, and that's that's what it asked him. And this is my 16-year-old son, Aiden. And at the end of the battery of 14 critically important questions, it asks him this. As you were answering these questions, of which that one is one of them, what did you become aware of that you may not have realized before? And his answer at 16 years old, words that I had never heard him say before. And he said this. I guess I could be more intentional about my investment in others. 
My son at the ripe age of 16 and having been raised by a dad who had built an organization laser focused on developing courageous and sacrificial leaders and a system for developing whole people and leaders that lives inside of organizations had come to the realization that it wasn't, at least in that moment, that it wasn't going to just be about him. He had now been invited to see something different, not to change his mind, but to accept the invitation to edit, to change and to learn. And by the way, as a side note, he is looking for his first big internship or job. So if any of you have an opportunity for a sharp kid, I think he's pretty sharp, who is really strong at quant, that means math, um, is conscientious, open to learn and serve, and needs to, to begin to cut his, te- his business teeth in a place where he can serve, send Clara a note, please, and she will send you his contact information. So now we're going to move on beyond. He's a good guy that by the way, Dr. Tiffany Powell knows well as well. So uh, just let us know. So this is not about getting my son a job. It's really not about that. It's about what does it mean to courageously serve others? What does that look like? Well, we talk about things like listening, psychological safety, empathy, and emotional intelligence. We don't often talk about what it takes to courageously serve others. And sometimes people think of service to others as I'm going to do community service or I'm going to make a donation to do so-and-so. But what about courageously serving the most low-hanging fruit? The people we work with every day or live with every day. I always laugh when we talk about sacrificial leadership. I used to give this talk based on my first book. And when a parent would say, I would die for my child. And I'd always think to myself, yeah, who wouldn't? Like even, even some of the most horrible parents I've ever met would probably jump in front of a train for their kid. But would you put down your phone if they asked you to do that? So I was always kind of inviting them to think about the lowest hanging fruit of what it meant to sacrifice for somebody else. What would it mean to for us to courageously serve the people on our teams or the leaders we work with? What would that look like? And if those, if those questions, if that question doesn't cause any controversy in you at all, a rub that you are wrestling with internally, You may have as much work to do as anyone because any leader who thinks they have arrived at the service to others, I put that in air quotes, pinnacle almost always has not faced the truth that it takes courage to change, to see others and to live in service to them. And if we are the people whose only line is to blame the leaders around us without realizing we are failing just as much as they are, we have an equal amount of work to do. And our wild way, like I just say that it, it that it, it is impossible. It is un, it is not even, we can't responsibly talk about the development of a whole person as a leader without talking about service to others. So I want to introduce you to maybe five principles. Those of you that like lists, here we go. Here are five things to think about. Number one, courageously serving others will require a bit of sacrifice. Isn't that fun? Aren't you great? Glad you came to the wild conversation this morning. Courageously serving others will require a bit of sacrifice. What do people actually need from you? And when I say you, I mean us and me, that that you are in a position to provide. Not something out of compulsion, but out of a out of sacrificial intention. What do they need? You'll know you're over the target oftentimes if it feels right, but it also feels like a little pain in the gut. In so many cases, people need something from us that we know we can provide, but that is a bit different than what is easy to provide, at least until we get used to providing it. And I'm not trying to be provocative or dramatic for the sake of creating drama, but I've seen too many teams fail, people leave organizations and get lost because the team members or the leader have not been willing or been given the opportunity to begin to edit and to truly serve. 
to live our lives courageously in service to others is to see others for who they are, for who they could become, what they're learning, and for something deeper than simply effectiveness. And I have to say this, because my comments wouldn't be whole without it. For some of us, courageously serving others will be about healthy boundaries. Not trying to fix everyone else or reduce their pain out of compulsion, but to step back and to realize courageously serving them may be to even be willing to let them suffer at certain points. I have to take that real side road because I know some of you are dealing with loved ones and people you work with, with addiction or other problems that you have tried to solve for them for years. And I hope I can responsibly, I hope you feel invited to this. Compulsive serving isn't the answer either, but but thoughtful and intentional serving where it is needed most and most difficult to provide. Number two, this is my second point, is courageously serving others will take courage because it is against the grain. It's the right thing to do, but there often is resistance. You know, it's funny that I wrote these things down. The four biggest lies that I hear that we know aren't true, but that so many of us continue to live like they are. Can I give you the four biggest lies? So number one, this is in my point number two, by the way. Sometimes I like to know what the outline looks like. Point number two, four things, okay? Number one, people stay in our organizations because of pay and promotions. Research doesn't support it. Neither does our gut, okay? But we continue to live like it does. Number two, great leaders just happen. Number three, most leader development options out there are a waste of time. Well, this one actually might be true. And number four is this, that investing in others is simple. And if we do it, it will make us more money. My rebuttal to those three lies that we continue to reinforce in our, in, in our efforts uh, while leaders and as a part of our community is one is that people stay in organizations and are committed because they work for great, a great leader or manager. It changes everything. Number two, great leaders don't happen. They are intentionally developed as whole people and leaders. Number three, the reason that most leader development programs are not worth the contract they're written on is because they are not whole and not relevant to the actual challenges our people and our leaders are facing. They are just one more one-off assessment, leadership retreat, and they don't get to the heart of the matter. And number four, the topic for today, deeply investing in the people around us and serving them will take courage, fortitude, and a purpose that runs much deeper than our bottom lines. Courageously investing in the development, learning, and growth of this generation of employees and leaders is the catalyst upon which everything else will rely. And I do believe this, that developing a generation of courageous and sacrificial leaders, the most thoughtful, strategic, and effective leaders the world has ever seen requires a whole approach, a system that breathes, and a purpose that drives deep into the reality of every leader and person we know. And I know that may sound grand, manifesto-ish, and world-changing, but that change begins in the laboratory that is the simple team. Like, this is the thing, that big thing starts with the team, the simple team of people working together inside the walls or virtual rooms of our organizations. And great teams will build cultures filled with people who are courageously serving those who are the low-hanging fruit in our organizations. And it starts with us, with you and me, which gives me point number three. Uh, Building a culture of courageous service will require a cadence of ongoing consideration of what it means. When I built the Wild Toolkit, some of you have experienced that infrastructure and system, and we built this whole and intentional leader development system known as our Wild System. The one thing that I could not ignore was this reality. I cannot responsibly build a system for developing employees and leaders and teams without an explicit consideration of who we are each called to serve. 
The problem is this, almost none of the leader programs out there invited a person to explicitly and sacrificially and controversially invite people and teams to do that because we don't always like that feeling of needing to change. So we built everything we do. We didn't build them to make you comfortable and leave it there, but to effectively invite you to consider controversial and other centric things as you feel encouraged to, to encouraged and built up. And one of the things that I come back to is that the kinds of questions that become important, like who do you feel called to serve? What sacrifices might be necessary for you to serve them? What would change, what would change if you were intentionally investing in the growth and development of others? And as and my son's Aiden's question, to what extent are you serving others around you who are in need of something that you are in a position to provide? And I don't think these questions are rocket science, but they are honestly nuclear rockets of sacrificial leadership compared to every other leader development philosophy out there. Not everyone. I hope there's lots of people in this, but they make service to others explicit. And even beginning to entertain questions like these take service to others from nice words to practical and sacrificial applications that make all the difference in the world. But it takes courage to ask them and to keep asking them. And so here's my point number four. Most people in our organizations are ready to serve others, but they have neither been invited to consider what it means nor been invited to ask the harder questions. If you want a better chance of keeping your best talent, building trust and, and performance across your teams, make an investment in your leaders becoming great human beings to work for. Our best people in our organizations want to be better for their own sake and for the sake of their team. And if they don't, they probably should find a different job. They should find a different team. So it's time to give the rest what they're asking for. And as organizational leaders, we, we want to make an investment in our people, but we so often don't know where to begin. We've tried seminars. We've tried all the different options. And, and I will tell you that the reason why I believe so deeply in this thing I spent my life building, and I won't be shy about this, I want you to find a system for courageously investing and serving the people around you. And whether it's the Wild Toolkit and the Wild System or some other organization that is drawing you in, go. Go. I, it's, it's, it's at the core and in, in looking for something that makes that explicit. And so the, my last point is this, courageous serving, courageously serving others will require intention, a regular and documented rhythm of investing in learning and growth of others. Um, and I'll say this again, it's just part of, part of the story behind what it is we're doing and why we're gathered together. As many of you know, when I set out to build the whole and intentional leader development system and the infrastructure of the Wild Toolkit, my vision was that we could use the best science to do whole leader development at an entirely, entirely different level. I could not do that without intentionally building a in a fundamental philosophy that it was not going to be all about you, but also about those you serve. And to build a system like that, a system that would build whole leader capacity based on the best research was going to be countercultural in the entire leader development space. It just doesn't just happen. Creating cultures where people courageously serve others will go against the grain of most organizations. It is not about creating cultures where everyone feels safe all the time, where we talk about empathy, but don't deal with how hard it is, or where everyone feels like they belong all the time, or where every person is satisfied with their job all the time. Creating courageous service cultures is about maintaining our conviction that service to others is the right thing to do and that the lowest hanging fruit is to continue to see people as whole. With sacrificial service to others being normalized as what is acceptable and what we're called to do. And every one of us could be invited to change, to see the opportunities and become more intentional about it. 
So I ask you this, and I, I got to say one thing out of reality. Some of us are cranky. I got a text this morning from a deeply invested wild leader. That's what I call you people. Um, I got a text this morning and she said, I'm cranky because we're dealing with so much right now. Some of us are discouraged because it is, whatever it is, is taking so long. Some of us are discouraged because there's been so much pain. And I want you to know that I see you or I'm trying to see you, my friends, as I've gotten to know so many of you. And there is hope, even in the midst of the, ah, even in the midst of the pain that you feel, there is hope and there is light. And I'm with you. And I tell you that because it matters deeply to me and because I am with you in my desire to courageously serve others better, even in the middle of the pain. I'm not there yet, but I'm working on it. And my hope is that you will, in whatever way you can, just like the philosophy of everything I spent my life building, begin to think about changing your own philosophy to a life of service, of purpose, and of serving the low-hanging fruit of the people around you first. And I'm in in with you in that and trying to do that. So as we finish, I'd love to consider these four questions. Who is right in front of you every day that you are called to serve? And be as specific as possible. And maybe it's not, we, sometimes we default to family too quickly. Maybe it's your team. What sacrifice might you need to make something to change or to consider giving up to serve them well? What do you feel yourself resisting or where do you feel yourself resisting? And I think that's important to know, important to think about. And then number four is what would change for others, for those others, if you serve them more effectively, if you courageously serve them more effectively. So let's keep the conversation. Thank you for listening to this Wild Conversation. To join our live Wild Conversation on Fridays, visit our website at wildleaders.org backslash wildconversation. And subscribe to this podcast for regular whole and intentional leader development conversations. Have a great day.